Hello, and welcome to Poppy Approved Movies. My name is Poppy. And I'm Natalie. Our podcast will review and critique my favorite PG-13 movies. Movies that I wasn't allowed to watch until I turned 13. Every other week, Natalie and I will watch a new PG-13 movie. And I'll see if Poppy's movies live up to the hype. Which, of course, they will. Today, we're going to be watching Blast from the Past. Before we begin, there will be spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie and don't want it to be spoiled, press pause and come back when you're finished. Now, Poppy, tell me the deets on this movie. Okay. Blast from the Past came out in 1999 with a runtime of 1 hour and 52 minutes. Not streaming anywhere. We had to rent it on Amazon. It was written by Bill Kelly and Hugh Wilson and directed by Hugh Wilson. Main stars are Brendan Fraser, Alicia Silverstone, and Christopher Walken. Some fun facts. I used to watch this movie every year on my birthday. It always made me happy. The reason this is episode... Oh, by the way, this is episode 50. Yeah. (laughs) Episode 50. We made it the big milestone. I forgot to mention this is our 50th episode. Anyways, the reason we waited until the 50th episode to watch this movie is because I think the girls have already seen it because I love it so much that they watched it before they were 13. I have watched it. Yes. But you forgot everything about it, so it was like watching it brand new, right? No, I remember it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, so I guess the question is, what do you think, Nat? Uh, it was a good movie. Give me more, please. Help me out here. It was just a good movie. Just a good movie? All right. That was wonderful um, commentary there. How many stars do you give it? You have to guess. Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I... Uh, I am on a on a roll knowing uh, Natalie's stars. No, you won't. This much, is the only one you've got. In my mind, I'm uh, about 100%. Four, I thought you enjoyed it more than that. As I watched you watch it, I thought you were really having a good time. It seemed like I thought it was a 4.5 or even a five-star movie. I was thinking this was going to be better. Why? What? I guess we'll just figure it out as we go far. Just, it wasn't extraordinary. It was so funny and so cute and so wholesome and so happy. Why don't we get into the recap? The movie begins in 1962. Calvin, a retired professor with Helen Weber, a pregnant housewife, are hosting a party. At the party, they watch JFK make a speech about Cuba possibly having nuclear missiles. He tells everyone to go home. Calvin and Helen go down below into their fallout shelter until things calm down in Cuba. As they're going down, a fighter pilot accidentally crashes his plane onto their home. Calvin mistakes the plane crash for a nuclear bomb, and sets the locks to the shelter for 35 years. Dang. You would think you would have some type of out mechanism, right? Yeah. In the shelter, Calvin... Why is, even put the locks? Why can't you just he says stay to, down there? To keep them from going up. Because they might like go crazy and like, we can't take this no more, let's go up. And if they go up, they'll get radiation poisoning without even knowing. Mm. In the shelter, Calvin is calm, happy even, while Helen is freaking out. He has planned for his day and has enough supplies to live on for the duration of their stay. The shelter looks exactly like their home. Inside, Helen goes into labor and has a boy. And they name him Adam. Like the first man, Adam. You think that was cool? I didn't really get it. <sighs> they, they even mention it. They're like, is it okay we call him Adam? Is it too sacrilegious? I thought it, it was... And the Ad- girl's name is Eve? No, I, I thought that <laughs> it was Adam because there was like... An atomic bomb or whatever. But then there's Eve. The time like fl- an atomic bomb, <laughs> Adam. Okay. All right. 
I can see where that ridiculous notion came into your head, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and that's why it would be sacrilegious because it's almost like a joke. It's not really. How is, it, how is that religious? Like, how it's is like that? atomic bomb. Right, oh, everyone's dead. Now let's name him Adam. Let's like, that it. would be kind of messed up. Like, let's name him nuclear or let's yeah. name him radiation. Okay. All right. I can see what you're going with. Still don't get it. I still think it's that's that's yeah. the reason they named him Adam. Then why is the girl named Eve? Adam it's, and Eve. No, it's for a little jokey joke. He's restarting civilization. Time civilization flat. is still there. No, they don't think so. Yeah, exactly. But that's like, it's not, that's not the reason. They think that no one else exists in the world except for them. No. Time flies, and in 1965, a mall shop is built over the shelter. The Welker family, a mother and son, run the shop. By 1975, the mall shop is a punk bar, and by 1991, the son takes over. Down below, Calvin is happy and stress-free. Helen has begun to drink heavily. Adam is growing and is being tutored by his father and learns how to box and dance as well. Time passes and Adam wishes for a girlfriend. That night, the shelter door unlocks and it's time to go up. Calvin goes up in a hazmat suit. (laughs) Melker passes out thinking he is God. Outside, Calvin sees madness. The neighborhood's a mess. Tons of homeless people eating out of dumpsters, adult shops, drunks throwing up on the street, prostitutes, and cars pretending to do drive-bys. What do you think of all that? Would you be shocked, I guess, if you thought this was like a perfect little environment? There was homelessness back in the day, right? Yeah, there had to be. Of course. Drive-bys, probably not, right? No yeah. drive-bys. And there were drunkards back in the day, too, right? Anyway, so he was shocked. He thought that the world has... That the bomb really did go off, and these are like mutants that are left over. <laughs> Calvin goes back into the shelter and tells Helen and Adam that they are all mutants recovering from the nuclear blast. He wants to stay down in the shelter for another 10 years, and Helen disagrees. He gets upset and has chest pains. Helen then gives Adam money and illicit supplies to buy for another 10 years in the shelter. She kind of gave up, though. She mm-hmm. said, no way, we can't do this. And then she sends him for 10 years of supplies. Yeah, so I think she just realizes that they better do this, or she gives in really quickly. Or I would have thought that she would have gone out. Yeah, why wouldn't she do that? Yeah. Because they don't think it's poisonous anymore because he takes off the mask. Yeah. And when he sees people, so she could have went up too. I wonder why she didn't go up. She did go up one time later on in the movie. And then she sees all of like Melker and his cult. And then she goes right back down. Which is like crazy to me because she's the one who was the most insane. And just from seeing like, a few people going, like being cult, like she immediately goes back. Like she changes her mind after years of torment. Yeah. And they cherish her because they're like, who are you? And then she's like, I'm the mother. They're like, the mother, the mother, you know, kind of like, because the whole thing is obviously like Christianity, where you have the mm-hmm. father, we had the son, and then the mother came up, like Mother Mary. But I, I thought, why wouldn't she be like, oh, okay, um, let me go outside and look at the sun or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's been she didn't even go years. look out for the sky or whatever. No, she just went right back down the elevator. Before Adam goes up, Calvin gives him his baseball card collection and the stock certificates. Adam goes up and Melker has now started a cult around the shelter. He walks outside and is astounded to see the sky, a little girl, and an African-American woman. I thought that part was really funny. Because he's just freaked out. He's like, oh, my lucky stars. And then, you know, <laughs> I thought that part was hilarious. You didn't think that part was funny? Is that going to be in the... That's going to be in the later. Okay. No, I don't think so, actually. Because it wasn't like he was being rude to her. He was like, wow, you're so amazing. Yeah. 
She's like, how do you do? And she's like, I, I do well. Like, what do you, what do you, you're amazing. You know, you look great. So <laughs> he was she like, probably thought he was being racist. Oh, uh, you know, I think he, she thought he was crazy. Yeah. I think everybody did, right? Because he's like, look up there. And they're like, well, what is it? Everybody's looking around. <laughs> the sky. And the people are like, uh, what's in the sky? What happened? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Adam gets on a bus to find a grocery store. And after a while, he realizes he's lost. He drives around all day and stops when he sees an adult bookstore thinking it's the one that's right next to his shelter. It's not. But next door, he sees a sign about buying baseball cards. Adam goes in to sell his cards, and the guy tries to rip him off. Just then, Eve, an employee, tells him that he is being taken advantage of and that he should leave. She gets fired. Yeah, it's funny how she kind of, like, saves him. Yeah. I wonder why she did that, because she doesn't seem like a nice person. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder why. She probably wouldn't She have thought, like, oh, I'm going to get a good paycheck. Oh, from him? Yeah, like from all the money that they're going to get from this card. Nah, because she wasn't making any money there. But I'm saying, like, she obviously isn't the type of person that puts her job out on the line. Maybe she was really upset with the guy already. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Outside. I'd understand maybe if it was, like, a dad or something that she already has issues with. But it's just this, like, stranger. Outside, Adam tells Eve, who he finds attractive, that he's lost. She tells him to leave her alone and begins to run away. He tells her that if she could give him a ride to the Holiday Inn, he will pay her with an old baseball card. She agrees and takes him to the Holiday Inn. Like, he tries to talk to her, but she takes off. Yeah. She wants nothing to do with it. The next morning, Eve comes to visit Adam to return his baseball card. So, Eve is kind of, she's kind of a weird character. Yeah. You know, she's not nice, because she is kind of mean to him a lot, but she is like honorable right she stops him from getting his money stolen she is going to return the card because the card's worth thousands of dollars for a ride right not just an uber ride yeah so but i mean he would have never known he wouldn't even have cared he didn't even ask for it back he just said you know okay he paid her and then he was gone he doesn't know what they're worth you know Mm -hmm. but she came back the next day to return his card he feels bad he makes his move and it shut down quickly then he asked her to come and work for him she could help him sell his cards and buy the supplies he needs for the shelter for $1,000 a week. And she agrees. Now, that's way too much money to pay someone to do those things. Yeah. So she's okay with taking that much. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, she's going to get way more money in the long run. Right. Because at the end, I imagine she's going to keep the rest of his cards kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if the cards are like ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 each, you know? So <laughs> together, they begin selling cards and buying supplies. After a few days, Adam asks Eve to help him find a wife. She says no, but uh, she will help him find a girlfriend. They go to her house and he meets Cliff, Eve's ex-boyfriend, who's a big jerk. Then he meets Troy, Eve's gay roommate, and they get along. What did you think of Troy? I thought he was a silly dude. <laughs> I thought he was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I he thought was, he was really And he nice. was a really good friend. To both of them? Yeah. Yeah. He was never praying for their downfall. Like He always wanted them to do well. Right. The next day, Troy takes Adam clothes shopping, and he looks great. They all go to the beach, and Adam sees the ocean and loses his mind. Later, he just sits in the rain in bliss. He finds miracles in everything. Eve is beginning to fall for him. She thinks he's kind of like a big old goofball just running into the ocean. Yeah. I know you and Sophia were afraid that he was going to drown. Because he was jumping in the ocean, and he's never been in water. <laughs> you know? I mean, like, there's probably there is no pool in the shelter. I think that he would have swam at least once in the, like... 
fish pool. Yeah, no. The <laughs> fish are there. There's probably like the nutrients they need for those fish to grow. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, maybe like as a little boy, he jumped in kind of thing. Or like he's, you, their parents are training him to be like the most amazing guy in the world. Of course, they would teach him how to swim. Well, there's a scene where they try to teach him baseball. and He just doesn't get it until he sees it. Uh-huh. And how are you going to get swimming by... All right, so first you move your left arm over your head around the... They're, they probably have water. Where? They would drink it. Like, there's no room for water. Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, they have a well. They do have a well. They have tapped into a well, but there's not a well of water. It's just like comes the water comes from the earth. No. He's <laughs> gone swimming before. Anyway, so yeah, I know you guys were afraid. I know Sophia was freaking out. Like, he's going to drown. The movie's going to end right now. This is so sad. And then the scene where he's just in the rain. I'm, I love the rain. That's my favorite weather in the whole universe. And when it rains, I love to be out in the rain. Imagine the first time you ever felt rain in your life. Even Troy take Adam to Club 40 to help him find a girl. Adam meets Sophie, a real forward woman who takes a liking to him. Evie tells him to stay away. Adam goes out to meet another girl, and it goes very well. He takes both her and her friend to the dance floor, and they dance the swing number that everyone stops to watch. They are smitten with him, but Eve is a hater and calls him over. <laughs> Eve is the worst hater. She's the worst hater of all. Yeah. She's so jealous, but she doesn't want to act like she's jealous. And then what did you think of the line? He's like, can you help me find my Congressional Medal of Honor? I think I've lost it. That's a pretty funny line, right? Yeah. The lady thinks it's funny. She smiled, and then, you know, then she, he was able to talk to her. And I don't, he's an amazing dancer. So his mom must have been like, the most amazing dancer ever to be able to teach him all that. Yeah. There, well, there was books, right? Yeah. She had books. Because even the boxing lessons, which we find out come in handy right now, uh, he, they have books about boxing and how to teach boxing. So. Yeah. But he's, he's never actually danced. Well, no, he danced with his mom all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, he goes over to Eve and she yells at him. And then Cliff comes over and she leaves with him. Such a rude move. I know. Why would you get jealous, take him away from... His dance, and then go with someone else. Right. Well, to make him jealous. But that's not even the point anymore. No. I just, she wants to get back at him, like revenge. I thought that was just mean. Yeah. And, you know, I think Adam is too nice for Eve. Like, I think she is, you know, Sophie was seen, she's like, stay away from Sophie. She's, she's no good as a person, right? But then I'm like, I think stay away from Eve. She's no good <laughs> as a person. She's kind of mean. Like, this is a perfect example of her just being mean. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Adam goes back to Eve and tells her that she can do better than Cliff. Cliff takes offense and attacks Adam, but Adam defends himself and punches Cliff in the face three times. That was pretty funny. You barely even see the punches. Yeah. Cliff leaves embarrassed, and Eve is still angry and leaves as well. Later that night, Troy gets home, and Eve asks if Adam went home with those dancing girls. And Troy says no. Then he tells her that she's in love with Adam. She gets angry, but realizes it's true. Then Troy tells her that Adam went home with Sophie, and Eve loses her mind. She starts screaming. She storms out, goes to get him back, and is surprised when he sees her on her street and falls down. Adam takes care of her hurt knee, and they talk, and then they kiss. Then Adam tells her the truth about the shelter. He asks if she will come with him. Then she sends him home, thinking that this guy's crazy, and she starts crying. Honestly, I don't blame her. No, I wouldn't either. I would think that he's crazy, too. Yeah. Imagine someone's like, I'll take you down under the ground with me, where I've lived for majority of my life. Like, no, please get away from me, sir. I would 
not call a psychiatrist and get him committed immediately, though. No. I would go with him, with Troy. Troy, come with me real quick. Let's go see it. Let's go see the shelter. And then when he shows up and goes, um, there's no shelter, then you're like, all right, it was nice knowing you. Please stay away from me. Right? Yeah. Or they see the shelter and they're like, that dude's right. He's not even lying. The next day, Adam and Troy buy the last of the supplies and Adam finds his way home. He sees the adult bookstore and realizes that this is his home. When they get to Eve's house, Adam sees a psychiatrist who's there to take him away. Adam makes him run for it and gets back to the shelter. That part was really sad, right? Yeah. Because he like almost started crying. He's like, please just let me go home. I know where home is. Can I just go home? <laughs> they should just let him go home. Adam brings Melker into the shelter. Melker says his cult will help Adam get all the supplies into the shelter. Meanwhile, Eve goes to his hotel room and sees his supplies and stock certificates that are worth millions. She realizes that Adam was really being honest. And then her and Troy start driving around the city looking for him. Especially the toothpaste. It was the toothpaste. Yeah, the toothpaste. Well, the star certificates were bought in the 50s. Right? How's he going to have that? The baseball cards are all from that era. And his, his clothes. clothes. Mm-hmm. The brush. All those things, they started kind of going, huh. And the fact that he is like the nicest, smartest guy in the world. Like, well, he, he's been mysterious the whole time. Who knows, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is so weird. Like, imagine he's like, the ocean, it's beautiful. The sky, it's beautiful. You would maybe think a little bit like maybe he has lived in a bunker all his life. Yeah, maybe. He obviously made like a clear shock at the ocean, and then like they saw that, and they're like, "It's like he's never seen the ocean before." He's never been in the rain before. Yeah. Yeah, and then like they're like, "No, you've lived outside your entire life. Like maybe it does make a little bit of sense that he lived in a shelter." Yeah, yeah. The shelter's ready to be locked for another ten years. When Eve spots Adam and she runs to kiss him, you know this is the one thing. Why are you gonna lock it? Yeah. You don't need to lock it You know it's fine. You know that there's, there's no radiation up there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she goes into him, they kiss, and then Adam brings her down to meet his parents. Adam then asks his parents to go into the shelter for two months without him. He'll explain everything after two months, and they agree. I like that part because they were like, of course, if you say so, son. Like, they trusted him so much. They're like, yeah. And then even Eve's like, wow, your parents are amazing. Adam goes up, sells some stocks, and builds his parents a house in a secluded field. He wants to reintegrate them into society very slowly. He moves his parents in, and Helen is ecstatic. It actually looks like their old house and the shelter. Yeah. Exact same thing. And then Calvin, he was like, it's the same thing. He's like, no, it's not. Look, there's a sky and a forest. You know, Helen was finally a little bit happier. Then Adam tells his dad the truth, and Calvin is incredulous that the Soviet Union collapsed without a shot being fired. Adam goes inside, and Calvin begins measuring the backyard. The end. What do you think he's measuring the backyard for? Fallout shelter. <laughs> he's going to make another fallout shelter. Guy's a genius, right? He's going to figure out a way to make another fallout shelter just in case there's another explosion or something like that. I love this movie. I love it so much. I think it's so sweet and happy. I think Brendan Fraser, the actor, he just won an Academy Award for a movie called The Whale. He did, and he was great in that. But I think... People think he acts so silly and goofy, but he does. But he does such a good job at it. He's just so good. I thought he was great in this movie. Alicia Silverstone, you know, very clueless-esque, you know, not Mm -hmm. not too much of a range. But I thought Brendan Fraser was a great actor in this movie, and I loved it. It's happy feelings. It's a five-point star movie. I don't know what you're thinking. Mm. All right, could this movie still be made today? Probably. Yeah? 
Yeah, I think so. Is there anything that you noticed uh, that might have been, you know, flagged for today cancellation situation? Not exactly. There was one scene where he like sees someone who's like, "Oh, I'll be any gender you want," and then he like goes down and people's like, "Oh, everyone's mutants, everyone's crazy." But honestly, someone from that age that has been gone for like thirty five years would probably be like confused too. Yeah. So I don't see it as them being bad people. They just have never been like exposed to anything like that. There's a term that Adam used uh, to say African American that is dated. But would have been something they would have said back in the 60s, which I thought maybe they probably wouldn't have him say anymore. This but the strange thing is I figured that he would be racist to her, but he really wasn't. He was just like, wow, you're amazing. Yeah. Well, do you think his parents are racist? I mean, the guy's a professor. She's a housewife. They live in California. I don't know. I mean, I guess is every white couple in the 1960s racist? Because the only way that he would be racist is if his parents were racist, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, because the only things he knows, he has no outside influence, is what his parents taught him. So if his parents aren't racist, then there's no way he would be. Mm-hmm. You know? If anything, he was just shocked to see someone that looked different. Although he had. He almost, he almost reacted the same way as he saw the little girl, just like, oh, someone different. Someone different. All right. Anything else? Mm, nope. Does it pass the Bechdel test? No. Oh, I'm going to disagree with you on this one. I think no. it does pass the it Bechdel test. Not. There's a scene that uh, that passes the Bechdel test. But all right, let's talk about the Bechdel test. Nellie might be losing her authority. I don't think she's, I think she's enjoying the movie so much that she's not paying attention to her job checking for the Bechdel test. Uh, I checked. All right, Bechdel test is a test to check for female representation in movies. There are three criteria. Criteria number one. Are there two or more named females? Yeah. All right. There's, um, um... There's um, I never heard of There's the girl that... The Cher. Who? Cher. The girl. Eve. Yeah, Eve. Eve, yes. Like Adam and Eve. Go ahead. Yeah, Eve. <laughs> Eve. Uh, the mom. Helen. Helen. Sarah. Who's Sarah? The girl that she hates. Sophie. Sophie. It's your sister's name. You should know that. Sophie is different from <laughs> Sophie. Okay. Yeah, I think that's about it. All right, so that's passing. Number two, do, is there any time where they speak to each other? Yes. Okay. Uh, Eve talks to Helen. At the end? Yeah. All right. And I think Eve talks to Sophie too, right? Like, hi, Sophie. Mm, I don't know. Criteria number three. Do they talk about anything other than a male? No. There's a there's a one conversation that I know specifically they talk about something that's not about a male. What is it? I want to put that boot because you say no. All right, it doesn't pass the Bechdel test according to Natalie. I go speak. It was a joke. The mom said, "If you can find a girl, but make sure you get one from Pasadena." I don't know. They're actually nice from Pasadena. Later on, when they're washing the dishes, she says to him, are you and my son? Girlfriend, boyfriend? She's like, yes. So there you go. Are you and my son? No, over. And then she says, oh, by the way, I'm from Pasadena. It's the same conversation. (laughs) It's literally the same conversation. No, it's not. She goes. I don't know verbatim the conversation. (laughs) See, you're caught in a lie. She goes. No. So are you and him dating? And then she goes like, no. Yes, That's, she says yes. 
Oh, yeah. Yes. I don't know. I can't remember. But uh, she's dating. talking about a guy. She mentions her son and, and goes. on a whole nother point later, she It's says, the same conversation. Oh, the scene doesn't change. Just so you know, I'm from Pasadena. It's the same conversation. Oh, my gosh. It's not the same conversation. It's a whole different conversation. It's a whole. The, those are not connected. You have a paragraph in between. No. Yes. I No. no we it's have to think this It's the same conversation. Through. I mean, every conversation. talking about the boyfriend and then she goes by the way i'm from pasadena or whatever uh, it is. i don't think so no it is she's not talking about the boy she's talking about how they're in a relationship together no she's, she's asking are you boy. in a relationship with my son not are you guys in an are you I, in a relationship you know, she goes, I, are you in a relationship with my son I, I, I already played the wrong sound effects and i think the wrong being that you're wrong a and b the it didn't pass the Bechtel no test, you're proved wrong but i did think it passed the Bechtel test conversations are, are they can be 400 hours long if they're a conversation how could you if they mention a boy one time in one part of the movie does it count for the rest of the movie yeah no it does not how can you say that then well, no, no movie would pass only, the Bechdel test no it only counts for the conversation so the whole conversation can't involve anything to do with a man yes that makes no sense I'm sorry it doesn't make any sense well, is it so hard? You just can't have a conversation without a man. She said. That you have to make exceptions. She said, I'm from Pasadena. That had nothing to do with her. I'm sorry, but they're talking about how she's dating him. I think that you're wrong. I think you're wrong, so wrong. And I think that the fact that her and Sophie, I would like to remember that conversation. If we hadn't rented it, I would go get the DVD and we would check it out. But. She had a conversation with Sophie as well. But if she introduced Adam, then that was about a man. But not the fact that she said, I'm from Pasadena. No, she was still in the same conversation. All right. Well, we, put the, we, already, pressed the, we already pressed the negative button for uh, negative for Natalie because she thinks it didn't pass. No, I'm right. right I'm else? sorry if it's just too difficult for your movies to have conversations without men. All that movies. you have to make. That you have to make exceptions. Last week, we watched the movie, gave it five stars, and it didn't pass the Bechdel test. So it's not about that, is no, it? No, but I'm just saying that, like, you're, oh, but it's okay, though. Like, no. it's it, Why is it have to be okay, though? No, I don't think I'm putting any type of stipulation on, other than the fact that conversations You're flow. trying to make it pass. What is it? <laughs> According to you, it didn't. According to everyone in the universe. Let me ask Google. Google, did it pass the Bechdel test? Yes, it did pass the Bechdel test. That no. was Google, by the way, and it knows everything, so there you go. No. All right. Anything else before we say goodbye? No. Well, I want to say congratulations. We're 50 episodes into it. I'm so proud of us that we've done it. I thought you were going to quit after, maybe after episode seven. You're like, Dad, I hate you. I never want to work with you ever again. Well, that's aggressive. That is aggressive. So is your yawn in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> so thank you for everybody who has tuned into our 50 episodes. We wish to give you 50 more before Natalie quits. I die. And goes to, <laughs> well, she's not dying, but <laughs> Natalie quits and you never know. goes to college herself. So thanks again for tuning into uh, to our show. We appreciate it. And here's to another 50 more. Are you ready? Yep. Thank you for tuning in to Poppy Approved Movies. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app or like our podcast on YouTube. Put on an episode every Monday. If you want to see extra podcast content, 
Follow our TikTok at Poppy Approved Movies. If you want to suggest a movie for us to watch and critique, email us at poppyapprovedmovies at gmail.com. That's poppyapprovedmovies at gmail.com. No spaces, no caps. We'll try our best to get to your suggestion, and remember, it has to be PG-13. Next week, Sophia will be back, and we'll be watching The Big Lebowski. And I'll be back in two weeks to watch The Notebook. I'm Poppy. And I'm Natalie. See you next time. Bye!